down the right field line. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. Love with the rebound on the miss and score. I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose. I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around. He's at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Facebook thugging is a crime. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 56 years old. You know, bring your kids I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black I used to be that. Welcome to the Stansbury Show, final day of the week where you can win your way into the Guns N' Roses show. If you haven't heard, they're coming to the queue October 26th. We have tickets, 930. We will get you hooked up. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Joined every morning by the Able Body and biggest Cavalier fan you will find, Matthew Fantone. Buddy, I know the Cavs' rection got to be raging this morning. Oh, dude, I'm feeling a little lightheaded. The Cavs' rection is just so big and so raging this morning. Nice. We just found out we don't have Fantone to full brain power, which if you listen every day, the kid kind of needs it. We need it all, man. Par for the course, dude. I mean, it's what you get anyway, about 75%. No, man. it's Friday. You dig deep. <laughs> Only one of us can mail it in. It was my birthday last night. Guess who gets to do it today? It's me. Kidding, of course. We'll talk to Scott from waitingfornextyear.com. We will do so at 8 a.m. this morning. I know he's going to be all excited about the Cavaliers as well. Well, and we should be. As everyone in Northeast Ohio should be, dude. Yeah, let me, you know, I, I want to start this morning's show by saying this. You know, I have made the claim that I think LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Right. And when I really think about it, I think what I really mean to say is I think he's bigger. He's bigger for the NBA overall, I, I, I think, in the end. I know Michael had the be like Mike and that whole thing. And I. I I mean, in I don't know, man. He did kind of incite like the Zyverson era guys and like all that. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think we've seen LeBron's effect on the NBA as of yet. Where we've seen, I think that's really what's happening here is that we live day in and day out with Michael's impact on the NBA currently. We won't know LeBron's real impact on the NBA until like Michael hasn't played the game in twenty years. Come talk to me when LeBron hasn't played a game in 20 years. Yes, I I, I will definitely take your point there. There's a couple of different things going on. I mean... First of all, if what we're getting into is is you know, and LeBron, I we're think splitting hairs now, right? And LeBron, LeBron has certainly put himself into the well. If it's not 
LeBron, it's Jordan. If it's not Jordan, it's LeBron. If you as a Cavaliers fan, as a Northeast Ohio sports fan, as a sports fan in general, can't appreciate the greatness that's going on in front of you as we speak, then I I just really don't understand that. And you saw that yesterday. You saw that last night where people, you know, even, of course, on ESPN's Facebook, you're going to have Warriors fans, you're going to have fans of other teams. But I'm talking like the Fox 8, you know, feed where people are like, well, he's still still not better than Jordan. Okay, if that's what you want to say, okay. But you still have to recognize he's the greatest basketball player that we've you know seen think, in the past 30 years. I think it's still I think it's still part of the decision hangover. I do. I think yeah. there's still butt yeah. hurt on some people. There is. And I also think there are people out there like me who think another move may still be coming. I don't know that I'm right about that. But with LeBron, you never you can never he does things differently than any other athlete we've ever seen. So to say he's going to go cookie cutter, paint by numbers the way other players did, I think would be crazy. I can certainly understand why there's and certainly not to like discredit it, but like battered wife syndrome on some Cavs fans of like you feel like it's going to happen you again. You slighted me, dude. Right. right. You feel like he's going to cheat again. You Which feel like no, he's going to by the way. But I understand it. You know, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but I I understand it. Um but dude just take yourself and your fandom out of it for a second. I know that's a hard thing for people to do, but like just recognize how special it is and how unbelievable it is. Not only of what LeBron's accomplished, because honestly, it's 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 it's, it's mind boggling. The fact that sure. he is the number one playoff scorer of all time, passing and, Jordan, passing Michael Jordan. And I, I know more games, more games, less shots though. That's very important to note. Less shots because Michael would shoot the ball no matter what. No matter what was happening, ice cold, shoot it. Hot, shoot it. Medium, shoot it. Like, that's what he would do. LeBron does kind of go, okay, my jumper's kind of off right now, but I've got J.R. Smith, I got Kevin Love, I got Kyrie Irving. Let's move this thing around a little bit. And people honestly hold him down. The thing is, and I've been hearing this a lot lately, is that the thing that the American sports fan, why LeBron gets criticized as hard as he does, is that he's not an assassin the way Kobe was. He's not a killer the way LeBron or the way Michael was. Do you feel like that? Because you know more about LeBron than I do. So, like, is he a killer on the court the way those guys were? I mean, the guy has scored more points. The guy has has had more blocks. The guy leads leads. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what constitute a killer? A look on his face? Like, is it? That Mike, what 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 about it? That what defines the the killer mentality? To me, it's like, dude, no, LeBron's, you know. I also think most versatile of, player on the planet. He's a jeep. I I think also I think Sports Center did this to us, and I'm not knocking ESPN because let's be honest, Sports Center was a revolutionary, t- yeah. you know, television program. Of course, you know what I mean. But I think I think highlight shows did this to us. Where you get it in the mentality that Michael was this assassin and this killer because you've seen a compilation of game seven shots that he made for 200, you know, for 20 years and you never see him miss a shot. And so there's a little bit of. where it's a revisionist history, right? Of course, dude. I mean, that's why that's why right now it's why nostalgia is so big is because everybody wants Throwback to believe Thursday, everybody right, yeah. wants to believe what they believed as a kid was the most important if thing. You in the world. had Super Mario Brothers as a kid. You had the best childhood ever. Exactly. Oh, yeah. cartoons nowadays suck. Oh, rappers nowadays suck. Oh, basketball players nowadays suck. Like that's we 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 all fall trapped to that. Like it, it, it's inevitable that we do as we grow older. There's just that like looking back on things but I, I don't I don't understand this like this killer mentality of like well, what else does LeBron have to do to kill teams like I mean the guy does it every single time he goes out there guys Seven- move out of the east 
to not have to face them all year. Seven consecutive runs to the NBA play or to the NBA finals for that guy. That is insane, dude. Seven consecutive runs to the NBA finals. How is he not an assassin? How is he not a killer? And for as great as this all is, and and like I said, like scoring's great, and you know he's I think number three all time in NBA playoff three pointers and the blocks and the rebounds and the assists and that's all great, dude. But Honestly, we are about a week away, a little under a week away right now, from walking into the greatest championship series that the NBA has ever seen, dude. The rubber match of the Warriors, the best team on the planet, the four superstars going up against LeBron and the boys. If you can't be excited about this, like if you don't see like the circumstance and like all the magic that's going into this, uh, why aren't you paying attention? Obviously, you're not. We have a little audio of LeBron talking about uh, being compared to the great one, Michael Jordan. We will uh, air that for you seven a.m. on the program. I'm excited about the NBA Finals, and I think what we're starting to see, and people have been talking about this for a few days, and I think they're right about it, and that's LeBron's kind of like, I don't want to say easy street, but now it's all on the Warriors. Right? You won 73 games, lost the 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals. Then you went and got the second best player in the NBA. If you then once again can't overcome the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James after signing Kevin Durant, and I, I like Durant's the guy who's got like the amount of pressure on Kevin Durant's shoulders right now is astronomical. The world is looking at him to be the LeBron Slayer next what week? Yeah, about a week from now. And dude, you're 100 right there. Of dude, all the pressure is. I mean, on Golden a State LeBron at this James point, playing without pressure is going to be a scary thing to see. I think he's playing without pressure so much. He does have doubt. He does have doubters. But the thing I'll say about that is, is Kevin Durant right now in his mind. Yeah, I'm on the Warriors. Yeah, everything went great. Dude, we swept all the way to the finals. But dude, you're facing LeBron, and LeBron knows how to shut KD down, and Kyrie knows. how how to shut Steph Curry down, dude. And Tristan Thompson and Draymond Green will be a great battle. Klay Thompson's a little streaky right now. Not necessarily playing right? the best. Kevin Love playing the best basketball he's ever played in the Cavaliers jersey, dude. Or his life, maybe. I, you could make the argument his life, maybe. If you don't think the Cavs have a shot, and listen, I don't know what's going to happen. No, I've been turning around lately. If you don't think the Cavs have a shot, you're crazy. I'll say this about this NBA Finals. I thought all year Warriors win. And I may have been caught up in media hype on the Warriors. That may have happened to me. But I've always said LeBron's the, I mean, I don't know if he's the greatest all time. He's the greatest right now for sure. And when you're the greatest at something right now, I can never totally count you out. And these all feel like must-see games. It's like they feel like must-see games. I hope you're right because I love Kyrie Irving. That's my Cavalier. But I hope you're right. He knows how to shut stuff down. Because if there's one thing people can knock Kyrie on, it is defense. But history has shown. Where were we at in the finals last year? History has shown. So I hope that that is a trend that shall continue. Canton police officers were involved in a fatal shooting. So somebody looked over the information of how many times a Canton police officer has used their service weapon in service over the last decade. The numbers are going to shock you. We'll give you those next on Rock 106. As, dude, she's abysmal looking without her makeup on. Yeah, I, I've clicked through those galleries plenty of times, and it's always like, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like, whoa. Uh, um, but it just goes to show, I mean, makeup can do a lot for a woman. And I, I, Dude, I, a buddy of mine once told me to, this is totally true, because a six turns into a ten on her knees. Oh, <laughs> well, like, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. I think it's important where a, a woman starts, I guess, like without fresh face, clean, no makeup, you know, that's yeah. certainly a level 
level of beauty for there. sure. But the max that you put out, like your your, your max bench press and beauty, that's important too. Like you need to know how to do your makeup. You need to know how to get get it all together and, and do the hair and all that. So both important. There. She redid her nose too. Yeah, not one all about one. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's move on to other things. Okay. So when I moved to Canton. I, I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I don't know much about the city when I moved here. I didn't know a whole lot about it. I knew mm-hmm. the Pro Football Hall of Fame was here, mm-hmm. and you know, co- you know, a couple of other things. Knew a few things, not a lot. So I was like, my plan was, I was like, all right, I'm gonna move all the way downtown. I was like, I'm gonna let the city wrap itself around me, and I was like, I'll, I'll you know, I'll start downtown, move my way out. That was my plan. And when I moved here, people were like, what are you, crazy? You can't live downtown. You're going to die. And I was like, and I've said this a million times on the radio. People sometimes get angry when I say it. I hope this is being relayed properly. Like, I've lived outside of Los Angeles. Okay? I've lived outside of Las Vegas. Those are dangerous areas. Canton is not a dangerous city. There's crime everywhere. Yes. But this city is not a dangerous city. Like, when you've lived other places... You're like, oh, okay, this isn't Hollywood and Vine dangerous. This is Midwest. There's a, you know, a little bit of crime there. It's, it's a very different thing. Now, I'm from Ohio, but, and so I, but I've lived other places. So I didn't really view Canton as like, oh, my God, I got to be terrified of this. I just didn't. Yes, I went through a very similar thing. You lived thing. in Flint, Michigan. Right. Coming from Murdertown, USA to Canton. Everyone's you lived like, in Detroit. <laughs> everyone's like, I don't know if you're going to survive. And it's like, no, nah, I, think, I think I'll be okay. Didn't you live near Stockton? Like, uh, Stockton's pretty uh, dangerous. Yeah, Dude, as, as, as a whole, I've lived in some pretty scummy cities. In Canton, you guys are all right, dude. I, I know you don't feel that way, but you are. And the reason why I bring this up is because the other day... Canton police officers were involved in a fatal shooting mm-hmm. where they took the life of a 24-year-old, mm-hmm. Hayden J. Is it Stutz? I believe so. Stutz, maybe. Stutz, Stutz maybe. Stutz. Okay. Uh-huh. Excuse me there. And so then somebody decided to look into this. How many times has a Canton police officer used their weapon? Okay? Okay. Now, I don't have a whole lot of time here, so I'm going to kind of speed through this. According to the CantonRep.com, there were nine Fantone Nine cases reported in which a Canton officer fired a weapon in the decade before Wednesday's fatal shooting. In the decade? Nine cases where an officer fired his weapon, reported, where an officer fired his his or her sorry weapon in the line of duty nine times in a decade. If I could get that out of the community, I would pay a million dollars for it. Nine times in 10 years, less than once a year, a can't cop pulls the trigger. That's crazy. Now, in 2016, to give you frame of reference, there were 178 times in which an officer had to take the gun out and point it at somebody. But welcome okay. to being in the line of duty for, for a police officer. Still, 365 days a year, 24 hours out of the day, 178 times. I'm willing to bet if I did the math all the way out, it's actually not that egregious. Uh, well, and, and obviously, when they did pull that gun out, they were able to de-escalate the situation. So that's the end goal for the cop is for everyone to walk away safe. So, okay, I got no problem with that. No. They're not sh- they're not shooting you. That's your job, right? right. So, so this is what I'm going to say. So th- I walk away from reading this with two pieces of information for me. A, Canton, we got a bang-up police force here. We got a bang-up police force here. Seems like it. So those numbers right there tell me it seems like we do. Now, I know that's going right. to land. For some of you this week, that's not going to land great. And, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who are like, dude, I got screwed over by CPD, blah, 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 Yeah, but blah. you were doing 55 and a 35. You deserve the ticket. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Dude, some yes. people bitch when they when they get in trouble over things that you did. Like I I'm caught. 
I, no, dude, if you were drinking and driving, that's not the cop screwing you over. That's no. you screwing up. Yeah. And, and and I can say that to you because I take ownership of when that happened to me. Yeah. I take ownership no. and say, dude, it was that was nobody's fault but mine. Wasn't the bartender, wasn't the cop, wasn't anybody else. That was me being stupid. So if I can say that about me, I can sure as hell say it about you. But you live in a city where the cops only had to fire their gun nine times in a decade. Quit running around talking to everybody about how dangerous the city is. You're You're instilling fear in people. And it's unwarranted. And, and again, you're wrong about it. You're just running around saying this stuff, and you're wrong about it. I, I, have, long, I, I, have, I have hailed this city since moving here because it's been nothing. The, Canton has been nothing but a pleasant surprise to me since moving down here. I, I, just, I, I absolutely love it here. And so when I hear, I like, I feel like I defend this place sometimes more than people who were born and raised here because you always kind of hate where you're from, right? Like, I'll knock Cleveland for sure I will, Right. But it's like when I hear people knock this place, I get ultra defensive now. Like, hey, don't do that. That's my city. Don't do that. And I'm telling you, we're not as dangerous as you've been running around saying. Because if we were, the cops would have to fire their guns a little bit more than nine times in a decade. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 7 o'clock, we'll play you a little audio from LeBron James talking about uh, being compared to the, well, what most people consider to be the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Also, 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. 9 o'clock, give you a uh, little insight into Stark County population, what's uh, what's been going on with that, up, down, all that. Movement in Stark County population, we'll get you hooked up with that at 9, and then 9.30, GNR tickets up for grabs. I am, uh, I handled something yesterday, all right. Yeah, I'm going to take a couple of minutes to pat myself on the back here. Right? Here we go. Here we go. Fanto wow. will tell you that over, I, I think it's probably been about the last year, year and a half maybe, where I was like, you know what? This anger thing, I got to get it under control. I have yeah. to get it under control. Yeah. It doesn't serve me well. It doesn't serve the people around me well. It's not, it's not the best thing for my job. It's not the best thing for my heart and my life. I got to figure out how not to let, I am literally, well, used to be anyway, the sweat the small stuff guy. Like, big, huge problems. Lost my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. All yeah. right. I'll figure it out. Oh, my God. But, like, if, if I lose a pencil in the studio or something, I'm, I'm like the guy that's throwing my headphones around. Like, I, I'm literally sweat the small stuff guy. And I've been working on it because I just don't like things. When I find things about myself I don't like, I try to repair it. I saw my dad do it constantly, needed to do it. And so, like, I, it just, I was like, all right, then I need to go down the same path. It's a, a, a point, I think, in a lot of people's lives they don't necessarily get to, but it's definitely a growing point when you can start to say, like, hey, these are Dude, my shortcomings. I'm up. These are my shortcomings, and not only am I going to acknowledge them, I'm going to do something about they, them. They take, if you want to repair yourself, it takes work. It takes self-examination, and it takes work. It's not the easiest thing in the world. But anger's one of my shortcomings in life and something happened yesterday that would have normally had me flying off and I was angry about it but I handled it better in the moment than I thought I would okay so I was driving down the freeway I was going to meet a friend for lunch which by the way three palms in Hudson is delicious if you find yourself in Hudson try it so I was driving up eight and there was like a semi in front of me or like a work type truck and it didn't have it wasn't tarped off on the top like the way it's supposed to to make sure their load stays in the truck. Dude, nothing right. nothing more nerve wracking than that. You're driving behind some truck on you know on the freeway and there's all that stuff and it's just shaking and you're like, oh my God, is a broom about to go through my face? It's terrifying, dude. And so I then I just saw a rock come off the bed of the truck and then smack right on the windshield. Ooh. And the next thing I know, big chunk, like right out of the top of the windshield. So at first, 
I could feel the rage. <laughs> I could feel my, my sweaty mitts wrapping around the steering wheel, just like death gripping it, choking the life out of it. And then I just had a moment of zen where I was like, there's nothing you can do about it. No. Literally call, you know, Safe Light Repair or one of these people. Right. I'm like, somebody probably advertises. You'll get the phone number from the commercial tomorrow. You'll call somebody. They'll come probably right to the office and fix it. Why? Do not let this overtake your whole goddamn afternoon. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I talked myself off. Now, I did go online and post about it. I did. I was like, all right, I'm going to express a little. We're going to open the valve, let a little anger out. But, like, I did not allow it to, like, consume me. Yeah, and my body and hold the anger and then hold it over today, especially somebody like you. You do have to let the pressure out, dude. I I would I would I would I would, you know, (sighs) Fantone has seen it a million times. I've come in here and he's looked at me and been like, there's no way he's going to be able to broadcast. I'll bitch for 20 minutes before the show starts. And the next thing you know, show's great. All right. Hey, we're back into the back (laughs) into doing things. But the last thing I would want for you is to have a Costanza Lloyd Braun serenity now moment where you just sit there and just let it build, let it build, let it build. And dude, you eventually would that would destroy you from the inside out um but it's 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 a fine line between that and just letting it engulf you letting it be the the the, the you know overriding factor two for years ago that would have consumed me right and now it doesn't good job buddy i'm proud of you i'm proud of you dude i've been working on it i have been working on it and and it's why i play as much golf as i do it's because that game will teach you patience and i need that it'll teach you not to get angry over like the little stuff if it, it, you know it will if you try to let it do that. And that's what I came to the game for. And it seems like all my systems that I've been putting in place to make sure I don't have a brain aneurysm and die at 42 is going, is, is going well. Serenity now. I like Serenity that. now. Serenity like now indeed. I like it. We have a little audio. LeBron James talking about what it's like to be compared to the GOAT. Michael Jordan will air it for you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. I want to thank everybody yesterday who took the time out of their day to wish me happy birthday. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, a girl hit me up from Columbus, was like, you know, I, I go to Ohio State. I listen to you uh, you guys every morning and I'm when I'm down here in Columbus, and I love that. that. What a huge compliment that is. Oh, yeah, dude. Columbus has got decent radio. You got the Blitz down there, 96 Rocks down there. You got some good stuff down there. You know, I'm certainly not trying to uh, discredit our day-to-day, like, in-the-car listeners. But, like, yeah, you're in the car. You're just kind of flipping around. Eh, Dude, you know, the rest of the radio market kind of sucks. So, like, yeah, you're going to listen to us. But, dude, if you're listening online, if you're streaming us, you can listen to anything in the world, dude. We appreciate that. I bring it up because the guy's on vacation right now in New Hampshire and just sent me a photo via Twitter of him listening, uh, uh, like, to iHeartRadio right now so we can stay with us. I love that. Love that. It's a huge compliment. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. I bring that up to reference where we're going next because I myself am referenced next to greatness all the time. Oh yeah. Is that a fact? Yeah. People stack me up to the goat next a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Joey Chestnut, I believe is his name, right? (laughs) I believe, I believe, I believe that's that's that guy's name, Joey Chestnut. We get compared all the time. That is true. That is true. Probably should have saved that one for 4th of July weekend. <laughs> All right. I'm probably going to rehash that one 4th of July weekend. LeBron James was asked, though, after closing out the Celtics by 32 points last night in the Garden. And it could have been worse, dude. I mean, if if, if the Cavs would have kept starters out and the Cavs would have kept foot on the gas, dude, I mean, it could have been worse. could have been way won, worse. They could have went by 50 if they wanted to last night. And... Before we get into this audio from LeBron James, I want to say one of the things I respect about LeBron a lot is that a lot of great players in the history of their sport 
can sometimes freeze on the road. Can sometimes a lot of great players play better on their home court. Yeah. LeBron goes into I'm on the road. I want to dominate you in your own house. Like he loves he get I, I I don't know if the numbers support it, but the eye test is like, he's better on the road. He, he loves shutting up the crowd. I think that's one of the things that he still kind okay. of gets. He still gets that. Gets off on it. Yeah, he still sure. gets that sense of excitement. I of would. Like everybody, 20,000 plus people are booing me, hating me, wishing I wasn't here, and I'm just out there shutting them up. Yeah, how could you not love that? Yeah, exactly. All these people are out telling you that you suck and you can make them be quiet. That would be, a, what a powerful feeling. So somebody asked him. When did you realize that you would be able to reach Michael Jordan's level? And here's LeBron's answer. Uh, I don't have a. I, I, I like mean, it. You're on the green. If you're not, I'm not a golfer. Oh, strike one. <laughs> strike one. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That's enough to come. You know what? Look, quit. Look, quit. <laughs> I'm not a golfer. <laughs> this guy right here to my left is, though, so he'll tell me what that means when we get on the bus. He drove the green, I'll tell you that. <laughs> who's that? Wait, who's the golfer? J.R. Smith. Shut up, Smith. Oh, Swish is a huge golfer. I thought you knew this. No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, I know a lot of NBA guys are like golfers. In, yeah, I know Steph know, Curry's real good. Steph Curry, Jordan, Barkley, uh, tons of... Dude, yeah, Barkley ain't so great. I, could, I, think I, be, I think I could beat Barkley on a golf course. But you're talking about guys who just love to play the game, who love golf. Dude, J.R. Smith is like a golf nut, dude. He's the, I don't even think enthusiast is enough of a word for that guy. Loves golf. Okay, yeah. somebody get me on a golf course with J.R. Smith. Make that happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I okay... If, if the Cavaliers came to me and said, you can interview any Cavalier, I'm always, I, I would pick LeBron James yeah, because that's what you guys would care about. LeBron's going to move the needle. If I said, hey, LeBron's on the show next, nobody's not listening, right? It's like LeBron moves the needle. But if the Cavalier said to me, we'll give you any Cavalier you want to go do like a promotion for the day, give me JR. I think JR gives you a day you'll never, ever forget. Here's more LeBron. This guy right here to my left is, though, so he'll tell me what that means when we get on the bus. He drove the gray, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You're he obviously did. in the discussion. Whether or not you, whatever. It, like you said earlier, it's I a think, barbershop debate, but you're in that yeah, discussion. Think, when did you realize you could be? I think, Jason, at the end of the day, for, for, for my name to come up in a discussion, with the greatest basketball player of all time, uh, it's like it was like wow. Like I said, I've, I did I did pretty much everything that MJ did when I was a kid. I shot fadeaways before I should have. I, I wore a leg sleeve on my leg and folded it down so you saw the red part. For no reason. I wore black and red shoes with white socks. I wore short shorts because you so you could see my undershorts underneath. I, I didn't go bald like Mike, but. Uh, I'm getting there, <laughs> but I'm getting there, <laughs> but it'd be post-career though. Uh, that's the only thing I didn't do, but other than that, I did everything Mike did. I even wore a wristband on my forearm, you know, so I didn't do the hoop ever ring either. That was Mike, uh, but I did everything Mike did, man. I wanted to be Mike, and uh, so for my name to come up in any discussion with Michael Jordan or Kareem and all these great guys that has paved the way for myself and Tristan and Kev and Swish, it's like, so it's just a wow factor. I don't really have nothing to say. That's a great answer. That's a fantastic answer. And I think it's an honest answer. And I really like LeBron when he's coming off of 32-point victories. You know what I mean? Little relaxed, knows he's going in the NBA Finals, kind of wrapped up the Eastern Conference. I'm going to give you the answer. Everybody's waiting for me to give you. And he did it. And 
I want you to understand this. So, all right, you're probably, well, I, I don't know, everybody listens to the show, so you could be anywhere from like 18 to like 60 in listening to us. But at 19, I believe it was, this kid was given $100 million by Sprite. By, by like the Coca-Cola company gave him hundred million. That's not even that's not even basketball adjacent, right? And then Nike, hundred million, and then the NBA contract, and he's been called the great one since ninth grade or whatever the hell it is. He's the next Michael, this and that. And after fourteen years in the NBA, after overcoming Michael Jordan in playoff scoring points, more games. I know less shots though, hater. Less shots, hater. So you got to factor that in. He's still humble on a level that would be hard to do. It would, honestly, if I knew, like, I know I'm pretty good at this, right? But if I knew I was LeBron James good at it, I don't even think you'd be able to get my head in the building. No, dude. I mean, it, where's he, my parade float? The guy was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a junior in high school. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to think about that he's been in the in the public eye for this long and has been able to keep himself delivered on the hype. Oh, Think about that, because there's been there's been 17 year olds on covers of magazines as like this is going to be the next athlete, and then fizzled out. I mean, maybe over delivered, dude, and I know that's crazy to say, but uh, bear with me. I don't for know a if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bear, bear, show, show me your math. Bear with me for a second. Okay, here. yeah. Um, one of the big complaints about LeBron is, oh, he's not clutch. Well, right. last night he proved that wrong by becoming the the the, the his fourth quarter numbers for the fly in the face of the, that. But, but but in leading the NBA playoffs, when's the most important time to play basketball? Is during the, during the playoffs. Fourth quarter league uh, during you you've got to be you've got to be you know springtime basketball matters far more than than regular in the season basketball when, sure. when, when when it comes down to it these that's are when the, the shoe companies want you on and all that yeah these are the most important games so he he he's he's you know surpassed him as a scorer uh, you know you can say oh Jordan's a better scorer well this flies in the face of that he surpassed him in in assists in rebounds I mean dude he's an he's number three in all time three pointers dude that's that's crazy in in the playoffs oh, I didn't know that that's crazy. Crazy! The fact that he's the, the fact that he's the size that he is, he plays the game that he does, and all that, dude. Okay, so so there's a million different things I can point to on the court where I can say, dude. Honestly, I feel like LeBron better player. But when it comes to being an ambassador for the brand, now don't get me wrong. We talked about this a little bit this morning. You know, Jordan obviously did a lot for the NBA and was a huge part of the the worldwide growth of the NBA. You can't overstate how important the dream team no, was. Honestly, and- I was watching Allison uh, Allen Iverson be interviewed the other day, and he was like, "Look, I love LeBron. I've loved LeBron since he's been in high school. But I grew up idolizing Mike, and so I just won't put LeBron past Mike because my love for Mike." Right. And he was honest about. It. He's like, "Look, he's like he just impacted me on that level." Well, and 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 LeBron still obviously with career ahead of him, and even in his his post career, his retirement, you'll start to see more and more of his influence on the game. But when it comes down to it, dude, he has fundamentally changed the way that the NBA game is played, dude. There's there's no doubt in my mind, LeBron's decision to put an emphasis on the three pointer, discussed about, right, changed it all. You know, and 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 you you can point to different players, you can point to different things that Jordan's done, or Kobe's done, or Will Chamberlain's done, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's done. And, and it's all fantastic. But when you combine his his off-the-court performance with his on-the-court performance, I don't see how you don't view this guy as the greatest player in NBA history, the greatest representative of the NBA brand oh, in their history. Oh, we're talking on and off the court? Uh, it's not even close. How, uh, who, it's not close. Who, I mean, who else? The only other person, as honestly, I think Kareem's done a lot for both there. It was obviously a fantastic player and obviously fantastic guy off the court. So, like, eh, maybe you're talking there. But that's moving Mike 
Drake out of the conversation. And then when you're just talking on court, we've moved Kobe out of the conversation. And it's just like, I, I, I don't know what else this guy can do, I guess, other than win this championship that's front, sitting in front of him right now. And, dude, you could see it last night. He had the, he had the crown in his eyes, dude. He did. Again, you know what I heard on the herd the other day? And this made all the sense in the world. He's like, you know, Michael Jordan got furious about the Jordan meme. Imagine if Jordan played in the Twitter era. Jordan was very fragile that way. Like he didn't like be he doesn't like that kind of stuff. LeBron's had to deal with that his entire career. And then he made the relation to Barack Obama being the first president that lived in the in the social media right. era. He's like you have to weigh that into their performance. To be able to still go out there and, and perform at a high level while everybody in the world is screaming about how you suck and not have that affect you. You know, because people always say, you know, LeBron James, he's a mental baby. Really? I mean, the hatred that guy gets shot to shot and still performs. I don't know if I can call him a mental baby. I think there are moments and times where he has been like, you know what? My jump shot's not great right now. And he's kind of like then deferred. But... I don't think that that's a mental breakdown. I, I'm not going to knock him for it. It's anti what Michael would do, but I'm not going to knock him is for it, it. Is it anti what Michael would do, or is it anti what I think Michael would do? You're telling me right now Michael Jordan never never, never complained to a ref, never like made a face, never threw his oh, arms yeah. down? yeah, I mean, come on. Of course. Come on. Come oh, on. Dude, course. Michael punched a teammate. Never sold a, a foul? Of course he did. You, if you think Michael Jordan didn't flop, dude, you're lying to yourself. Right. If you think he didn't Where have do you think games, these players learned how to do all this right, stuff? Right, if you didn't think he had off games, if you didn't think, he, you know, he, the guy missed shots, the guy lost games. And and you can talk about, oh, well, dude, he won six NBA finals. Sure. Where was he the rest of his career? He didn't have a six-year career, so he didn't even make the finals. So so that doesn't count? I've made the argument forever. He didn't start winning until Pippen showed up. You know what I mean? And and he didn't beat Detroit until those guys were kind of past it a little bit. I, I You know, I've said that. It's revisionist history a little bit. And it's the fact that you were 10. And that, you know, he was on the posters and be like Mike and that all that stuff. It wasn't just on the court with Michael that made Michael Jordan Michael Jordan. It was as much Spike Lee and as much all that stuff off the court that made Michael what Michael is and that Nike put all that money into him and kept shoving him in your face on TV commercials and stuff is what made Mike Mike. One advantage I will give Jordan over LeBron and oh, uh, I want to hear this. And I, 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 it's not even it's an on the court thing, but it's also not on the court thing. And part of the mystique of Jordan is the slam dunk contest. And that's very important, and I wish LeBron would have embraced it at some point, but Jordan winning those slam dunk contests and being such a prolific dumper, dunker and jumping off of yeah, the Yeah, I line. watched that. Dude, I, my brother had a VCR tape of him dunking yeah. against Dominique, and we watched that every week as kids. So, 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 okay, point Jordan, but then like I said, dude, I can point to a hundred points for LeBron. I can point to, I can point to yeah. a million things that he's done better. And, and You know what's interesting about what you just said? That that's absolutely true on how people herald Michael Jordan, yet when they're stacking up, like when they're making the arguments that Michael's better than LeBron, people don't mention that. But it is in the back of their minds. You're right about why people are doing that, but they never mention that as why because they know it's not a decent enough argument. Well, you know, he's in the dunk contest. You know, people are going to be like, dude, that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But you're right. That's why people have the love of Michael Jordan the way they do. A movie's being released and only women are allowed to go. Yep, the rage is real, and we'll give it to you next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Joining us at 8 a.m. will be Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on the Cavaliers game last night. Get a look ahead at the NBA Finals. If I have my facts correct, Game 1, NBA Finals, June 1st. Yep. Which will be fantastic. 
pull up faster than that. The entire schedule, June 1st, Game 2, June 4th, Game 3, June 7th, Game 4, June 9th, and then Game 5, if necessary, will be on the 12th. So you start Game 1 and 2, Golden State, back home in Cleveland for Games 3 and 4, Game 5, if needed, back to the Golden State Warriors. Um, I guess I can't be surprised by it, but uh, dude, dragging a seven-game series over three weeks—the NBA just milking that stone, dude, just getting as much blood out of that thing as they possibly you kinda can. You kind of need to after the season, right? After the season was filled with—I mean, I don't know how the numbers actually shook out, but after the season was filled with, you know, this the resting and nobody cares and like this whole thing, I, I'm, I, yeah, I could understand why they they want to try to get back some of this money for their advertisers. LeBron might take off all next year. He might just rest the whole season, right? regular season. He might. So I read this online the other day, and I felt like it was a little bit interesting because I'm always hearing about how sexist Hollywood is. Okay. Okay? Okay. And I'm always hearing about how sexist the storylines are. Game of Thrones is one of, one of my favorite shows. And, and at the end of this, I, I'll show you how Game of Thrones is not sexist at all. But like a woman was, uh, there's a woman who listens to us who's constantly after me. Well, of course you feel that way. Game of Thrones is your favorite show and it's the most sexist thing on TV. So of course, you know, you're a chauvinist, this whole thing. Right. And Jeez. I don't, I believe that sexism exists in the, in the world, obviously. But, but sometimes we ring these bells when it's not necessary. And I'll prove it to you. Because the most anticipated movie of this hol- or not holiday season, rather summer season, is what a female-driven comic book movie, Wonder Woman, is the most anticipated movie out of all of these franchises this summer. It's Wonder Woman. So we're not that sexist, is it? There, sure, but we're not that sexist. Let's dial it down, Twitter. Let's dial it down. But now a I think this is a bar in Austin, Texas, is doing something that's got people fake raging. They're doing a women's only viewing for Wonder Woman. It did so well that they've added a second showing of it. It's, I think this is Austin's draft house. It must be a theater that's got a bar in okay. it, right? Yeah. And... Uh, Gal Gadot, I believe is her name, is headlining um, you know, this movie as Wonder Woman. Um, obviously, as a young man growing up, you know, late 70s, 80s, you know, uh, Wonder Woman was a, it was a big fantasy. Just feverishly masturbating to Linda Blair, right? Uh, Linda Carter. Oh, Linda Carter, I'm sorry. Linda I'm sorry. Carter, yes. And uh, I believe Linda Carter's on the list of 70-year-olds who could still totally get it. <laughs> I think Linda Carter could probably still totally get it. Here's what I know. I don't know how long ago Super Troopers was, but she could get it in Super Troopers. She could still totally get it. Right? And I would probably, yeah, I'd probably honorary bang Linda Carter. At this point. She's still alive. Let's make sure I'm not. Let's make sure I'm not. Still alive, 65. Looking pretty good. Is that right? Yeah. Turn the monitor around. Let me see a. Here's, uh, oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's there's here, her with the uh, with the new Wonder Woman right there. Yeah, dude, Linda Carr, honestly, yeah. I, that might be a coin flip between those two women. Still, look, still looking foxy. And so now, of course, people are going online, this is sexist. Look at women being sexist. I don't think it's really that. I think it's more capitalizing on a marketing ploy, and it's working. Stop making everything, like, stop making everything a controversy. 
oh, people are not going to stop being victims. They they refuse. Oh, no, the, dude, I, the online community <laughs> loves that. Dude, that's all Twitter victims. does is sell you the victim mentality. Right. Somebody's oppressing you. Right. Retweet, and then that'll stop the oppression. Like, that's that whole Twitter world. And I, I'd, I'd like for them to stop, but they're not going to. I don't, this doesn't bother me at all. This doesn't bother me at all. Fine. Broads, I'll file in there one night. I'll watch this on Netflix like everybody else, and then our, we can go about our days, right? But, of course, it's Texas, so you get some guys down there who are saying some awful stuff to women online, kind of proving that this whole, like, that this whole mentality of men trying to hold women down still is a thing, which I can't for the life of me figure out why it would be. But this doesn't bother me. My manhood isn't impressed. I don't feel like you gotta let me in or it's not fair. Like, dude, just let people be who they are. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think this argument has been around since the the inception of ladies' night at the bar. Like, well, why should women get beer? Or why should women because get they want to pack women in a bar so you'll go. Ladies' nights is not about getting women in a bar. It's about getting the guy. Oh my god. Oh my god. You know what? I shouldn't be I shouldn't be upset because that's why advertising works. Is because the people behind it are You know what? Don't pull the curtain back too far, dude. You just, oh, just dude, I'm gonna lose Pay my no mind. attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm going to lose Why is there ladies nights? Because you're the one with the debit card and they want you to buy the women the drinks. It's not sexist against you. <sighs> all right. You done? Feeling good? Clash trip. Wonder Woman, we're all going. You're lucky it's not the Linda Carter version, otherwise you'd have to duct tape my hands behind my back. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com, where you can go watch a video of Jason Newstead, formerly of Metallica, saying that Guns N' Roses taught him what not to do while they were on the road together. Gonna be interesting as uh, Guns N' Roses announcing the other day that they will play the queue in October. We have tickets for you. That show October 26th, 9:30. You'll win your way into the Guns N' Roses show, which I'm sure will sell out at the queue. These are beat the box office tickets, by the way. They don't even go on sale until the 3rd of June, 10 a.m. So you're, you know, what I mean, you'll be in. So I keep reading more negative things about the Amazon Fire Stick. And not the stick itself. Like, those are great. Like, if you have an Amazon account, you get the Fire Stick, you start watching TV shows, ordering stuff, all that stuff's great. But there's this thing now where, like, they jailbreak them or whatever, like, the proper term is. And I actually have one of these. All right? I have one of these jailbroken Fire Sticks. A buddy of mine kind of does this and said, dude, for 80 bucks, I'll give you every movie, every TV show you've ever wanted to see in your entire life. Right? Yeah. So I got it, and I've been, you know, I used it for a little while, and this and that. I'll be honest, I have one of these. I have not cut the cord because of it, and I have not plugged my jailbroken fire stick into my television in about a month and a half because it's a little clunky. It's um, some of the stuff is being streamed. Some of it legitimately is a guy holding a camcorder in a movie theater, like recording stuff. Now, once stuff's on like digital release, then you get a real. I've always said it's not necessarily for stuff that's still in theaters. It's like having Redbox for free is essentially yeah. what it is. You kind of have to wait till the real releases come out before you get like real quality stuff. If you're so desperate to see the new whatever movie, that new Star Wars movie that's coming out, and and it's like, well, it's better than buying a VHS off the side of the street from some dude, and I guess that doesn't even exist anymore. But like, it gives you the option, but it's not a great option. So. This is illegal, just so you know. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that streaming content from other servers is a, a based outside of the U.S. Uh, the United States. You um, that you're pulling this video or music feed directly into your TV. 
you know it's illegal. You bought that thing from some dude's trunk. If you if 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 it was legal, you would have bought it from Best Buy. You would have bought it from Walmart. You, you everybody who has one of those knows it's anything illegal. that's too good to be true. Cocaine is illegal. Anything you, know? you buy <laughs> out of a, anything you buy out of a trunk is. What are you buying out of a trunk that's legal? Nothing. And so. I had watched, like, I watched a um, a bootleg of of the latest like Star Wars movie before it came out, mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm a still big enough fan. I went to the theater, saw that movie twice in the theater, still, even though I watched it on my couch because the quality wasn't great. Now there's a really good quality of it right. at my house, right. right? And but I've been stopping using this stuff because I've been reading more and more and more about it's really in the UK right now. They're cracking down on this, which is. What happened with the music file sharing thing, too? It started over there, and then it came home. I remember a kid in Solon got like sued for like $4 million. I think he ended up doing some jail time and all that stuff. According to the federal government, anyone found guilty of criminal copyright infringement, you could face five years in federal prison and a fine of $250,000. And here's what I know. It's probably not going to be you. Probably not. But I'm not risking five years of my life to stream Wonder Woman. Like, all I ever do is talk about how all this new entertainment rarely holds my attention. Right. So why the hell am I going to risk five years of my freedom to watch a movie I don't even want to see? Why am I doing that? I I have a, a legit Amazon Prime stick. Um, I I am a big supporter of it. Um, I understand the allure for people. It's free. It's it, I mean you know once you pay that eighty bucks, you're not paying like a ten dollar a month Netflix Netflix fee anymore. You're not paying right. you're not paying anything else other than your than than your Wi Fi. So I do I understand the allure of it. Um, you know when when they were still a thing, my buddy had one of those black box cable boxes that yeah, got everything yeah, yeah, for free, yeah, yeah. and that was awesome. Uh, but at the end of the day, is that worth going to jail for no <laughs> like no I, I i can't come up with the reason why it would be they're gonna make examples out of some people and i don't want the risk that it could be me and like i said i have one of these and it's not like really the prison thing that stopped me from doing it i stopped using it because it wasn't always reliable it was like yeah all right there's no file for this well damn it that's the only thing i want to watch and I've been very critical of new entertainment and TV. I think it's just part of getting older. Like I remember, like my brother getting older and him saying, "Like, dude, I'm just not into sitcoms anymore." And it's like I was like, "What? What are, what are you crazy?" And now I'm like, "Yeah, yeah dude, like yeah. new sitcoms, uh, they just well, a they're not that funny." And I'm like, "Eh, I don't care about this." Yeah, we all get older and get off my lawn and add ah, your music. It's just a bunch of noise. It is. It's and that's, that's there's a little bit of that. That's the way of the world. It's it's inevitable. There's a little bit of that. Now I am I'm waiting for Game of Thrones to come out. Okay, that's. June seventh, okay. and like, and I take that show so seriously. Like, they just released like a three minute trailer the other day. I didn't watch it. I, oh. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't need it. Okay. No. No. Right. No. I know. I'm in. I dude. I'm seven seasons in. I'm in. Right. And uh, it, but like, I won't watch that. And but apparently on these fire sticks, you can see like one episode early. I guess. And I was like, nope. No. No. Even that. I'm like, I. I, I want out of this. But as soon as it, as soon as that's over, HBO, I, I'm gonna cancel it from my cable package. And I, honestly, I keep talking about. I should. I should have canceled Showtime the other day. I was like, all right. Well, hold on. Let me see if this new updated continuation of Twin Peaks was any good. Oh my God. That show is one of the most boring, abysmal, awful pieces of trash television I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, maybe it's because I wasn't a fan of the first run of the show. I tried. I was like, oh, Twin Peaks, it's that cult following thing. Let me try to, like, so I watched, like, the original on Netflix, like, a year ago. I tried to watch, like, two episodes. 
it that thing was a snooze fest. It got <laughs> that, that show got canceled because it wasn't any good. I so like I'm I'm out on them. I'm totally out on them. And as soon as uh, Game of Thrones is over, I'm I'm gonna streamline my my package down to a very uh, to the very basic of what I absolutely have to have. Because on, there's some reason there's everybody's got a bill they wish they didn't have to pay. My cable bill is the bill I wish I didn't have to pay. I just I know I need the internet. I know I need the news on TV. I like watching sports, so I'll always have it. I'm not a cord cutter. I'll always have it, but I am going to streamline what it is I do buy from them. We will talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com at eight o'clock. Get his take on the Eastern Conference Finals. Get a look ahead at the NBA Finals that happens next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 still to come at nine thirty. We'll get you hooked up with those GNR tickets as they play the queue in October. Joining us now, though, on loan from WaitingForNextYear.com, is their editor. Scott, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be done with that series, and I'm glad to have a couple days here to digest it all and head into the weekend and not have to worry about watching a basketball game on a holiday weekend. Yeah, I'm happy you're done with that series, too, man. You played great. I mean, yeah, you, you, were, you, you were vital to it, man. You were. I, uh, I'm, just, I'm just busting your balls. You, we did catch a little glimpse of you on ESPN the other night, though, making your uh, nationally broadcasted television debut there. That was nice. That was kind of Yeah, cool. they, they throw my mug on there every once in a while. But, yeah, sorry you had to deal with that. No, no, no. We, uh, dude, we love having that. That verifies you. They, yeah. they, you know. We need credibility on this show, Scott. Right. You bring it. Right. <laughs> you're, the, you're the feature. <laughs> So LeBron, pa- so LeBron passes Mike in the points, right? And, you know, it, it took him more games, but it's 118 less shots and blah, 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 and more assists and this and that. I guess what I'm asking you is how can we get people temporarily during the NBA Finals to be like, forget the Mike V. LeBron thing. Can we focus on greatness is happening before our eyes live, and instead of looking in the rearview mirror, sitting there and just like appreciating the moment that the what could possibly be the greatest basketball player in the history of the sport is not only playing currently in our lifetime, but for the franchise that we care about, and yet all we do is talk about Mike. I mean, it's a little crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know how many local people are doing are. Is that getting right? involved in that? Okay, uh, you know what I mean. I feel like it's, I feel like it's more national, and feel like it's more people who just have to debate things and are or are looking for a reason to not put him in a certain category. And it, it's very weird, um, you know, when people go out of their way. I think to uh, to do that, they're not the same player. Do you know what I mean? Like the way they go, the way they go about playing, and the way Michael went about playing, very different. Is, is very position. different, and so there, it, there was it's, it was going to surprise no one given the minutes and the how how many playoff games and everything LeBron has been in since he's been nineteen um, that he was going to pass Michael Jordan. There was not going to be any debate about that. There was not going to be any debate that he would have better counting stats almost across the board and everything else. So that it took him more games, and then that's that's where people get hung up. I think is. I think it's insane, but it'll always, we, we're always comparing for whatever reason. And, and to your point, Dan, I, I just think people do need just to appreciate and enjoy what they're watching more so than having to 
rank things for, for whatever reason. I'll put it like this. I don't think in the end zone at Gillette Stadium people are talking about how great Joe Montana is. I think they're just going, God damn it, we have Tom Brady. This is amazing. Before I let Fantone get his Cavs rection all <laughs> over the place, you have, you have insight into the locker room, and I'm going to ask you for a favor. Me, you, J.R. Smith, and a person of your choosing, foursome golf course, make it happen. Apparently, Jr. <laughs> big golfer. And, dude, I shirts off making birdies. I want it. I need it. Make it happen. Help me out. Yeah, he's a, he's, and he, he not only enjoys it, he's a really good golfer, too. Um, yeah, he gets two you know, strokes aside. He, it, he, it, it, dude, tell it, There's a lot of stories of him when he, first, when, they first, when he first came to Cleveland, uh, and not to delay Fantone's you know, it's whatever he's about here, to do to me here over the phone. But um, <laughs> yeah. he, he, like, JR would go to country clubs and just, like, sit there and wait for people to play with. Like, he would you know, like he would just go without anyone else and just say, hey, you need a fourth? And then you would just jump in with them. So I think if we time it right, we can make it happen. We just got to be at the right spot. Right yeah, place, well, right time. You're always at the right spot. I will, n- <laughs> I will be on a relentless pursuit of this. Uh, forever. All right. Now, Fantone's got real NBA questions. All right. Um, as as we kind of sit here, and you know, obviously, the conversation between Michael and LeBron is going to rage on all day, probably all week, and who knows what the what the finals bring. Um, you know, you, you bring up the fact that national people are the people who are focused on this. Do you think, in his mind, and you have better insight to this than any of us do? Do you think LeBron cares about this? About what we say, or about where he where he finishes compared to uh, a compared to Jordan. Of, a little bit of both. There, I mean, where where how does he internalize this conversation? Yeah, I don't know. He, he's he, you know, some days he's saying he's chasing the ghost. Some days he says he's not. He doesn't care about it at all. I mean, he, he's he's a, he's a he's very. I don't want to say washy on it, but he it just depends on on the mood and what he what he's what he's right. attempting to do and and what the team is doing at that point in time. Um, you know, I I do think he gets bothered by, and this is just my my opinion. The people who try to use his three final losses, finals losses, his three, two, two in Miami, uh, two in Cleveland, so four finals losses um, against him, as if that's as if as if getting to the finals and losing is a bad thing. And I think I think he that does bother him because you know Michael was six and zero or what the, the, the whole right. That whole thing, but Michael also got bounced in the first round of playoff series, and, and like needed needed five or six years before he even got there. And that, like so, that kind of thing, when you to, to use that against him, I do think there's there's a little bit of a burden on his shoulders. Like he he thinks, you know, damn, I, I carry these team. Like that that 2007 team should have never been there, and now it's being held against him because they didn't win. You know what I mean? Like those right. kind of things. So I think that kind of bothers him, and I. And, I, and rightfully so, because I think that kind of rhetoric is just insane. I think LeBron is probably smarter than the average bear. I think he's proven that over his 14-year career. And I think that he's honestly, at least now in his career, at a place where he realizes, Scott, that 80% of the people, and I'm just throwing a number out there, it might be less, might be more, but that 80% of people probably are just never going to allow him to pass Mike in, in their minds because, screw that, Mike was my childhood hero, you're not doing that. And so once you get to that point and realize that it's not really something you can actually do because it's a personal feeling that I bet it's a freeing feeling 14 years in where it's like, eh, dude, I'm just going to go play. I'm going to do my thing. I'm the most dominant guy in the sport right now. Nobody can, nobody's even close. So I, I, I bet it's probably freeing a little, right? Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, it's also like the MVP thing really bothers him. I mean, he, 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 he calls it voter fatigue. 
you know, he, he feels that there's nothing he can really do at this That's stage. That's true. That'll, that'll get people to get him a fifth MVP. I mean, and, and, and that bothers him. And then when that happens, that's why he dominated Steph Curry the way he did in the finals last year. Like he went out of his way, man's game, to make sure to, to to make sure people realize how much better he was than the unanimous MVP. Like so, that, I mean, that's how he kind of manifests all the stuff we're talking about. And it, and if yeah, it would be great if he had the awards. It'd be great if more people came around to saying he was better than Michael Jordan. But as a Cavs fan, if 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 he manifested into just dominating teams. To, to prove points, I think we're, we're. I'll gladly take that, knowing that you know we're we're better off for it as a as a, as a city and as a franchise. Angry LeBron is the best LeBron. Good LeBron. Uh, that is yeah, that that's is a good LeBron. The best LeBron you can have. Put that chip on your shoulder and dude, carry it around proudly. Um, sure. As as we stand here about a week out from the NBA Finals, the third consecutive NBA Finals that the Cleveland Cavaliers will be going to, and the third in a row they'll be facing the Golden State Warriors. Um, I said it earlier in the broadcast that I think that this. This is going to be the greatest NBA Finals we've ever we've ever witnessed, just based on the fact of the circumstances that are going into it. Um, as a Cavaliers fan, as as you know, somebody with some inside knowledge of the NBA, what are your thoughts on what uh, what's about to happen in a week? Well, it'll it'll definitely be better. I think the, uh, better is going to be a, a, a tough word to say because the the star power and the way these two teams are colliding. You know, for the and for the third time, which is a first in NBA history, I think will make it a huge story. Um, I, the Golden State Warriors are really, really good, um, and I, it, I I struggle to find a matchup where I'm like, if the Cavs did this, I think they'd have an advantage because I I just feel they have the firepower to mix and match and just kind of counter everything Cleveland tries to do. That said, I think they have the two best players on the floor. Um, you know, going into it right now, KD would probably. You know, Katie and Kyrie you could probably flip flop, but LeBron is clearly the best player out of the out of the thirty guys going into this series. Um, and when you have that again, you know we saw we saw how things can unfold last year. Um, you know, they they don't need to play perfect basketball for an entire series. They got dominated game one. Um, you know they you know game two you know kind of got away from them. I think you know they they were within like three or four, and then Golden State kind of pulled away. You know, so I mean, I hesitate, and I know as fans, we're going to overreact and read in too much to everything that happens. But they have, they have a chance. They, they, getting there, just like the Indians in the World Series, getting there is half the battle. And when you have the, when you have the ace pitcher, um, you know, I, um, I'll, I'll take my chances. I know the odds are going to be heavily stacked against Cleveland, but um, you know, it, it would, I don't think it would surprise anyone if they pulled it out. We're talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. So you're saying you, you know. The Warriors are really good, and I would agree. They're, they are really good, well put together, and that you struggle to see matchups that would benefit us. So I'm hearing that Steve Kerr probably not still physically ready to coach. And I think against LeBron, you probably is where Steve Kerr would be more vital, right? Like as you're playing San Antonio without you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker and all that. I, I think the talent on the Warriors team could probably get you through it. But when you face a team that's, uh, you know, well put together in the Cavaliers themselves and you got LeBron James, the best player in the league, will Kerr's absence play a role in the NBA Finals? I, I think it may. Um, you know, you, when, when you take it out of the players' hands, and you got to drop a play with, you know, with out of out of a timeout or you know three seconds to go. What, what you know, one of those kind of things. I think that's where 
things could get could get interesting. And something kind of funny we we're talking about behind the scenes is LeBron's gone out of his way, it seems, over the last couple of weeks to praise Brad Stevens and how good of a coach Brad Stevens is. And you know, some of us feel that it could be like a passive way of of making sure that like when he doesn't say that, you know, in the next series, that it's that it's a bit of a passive shot at Mike Brown. And it um, is because I do think I do because he has he has a very calculated way to do that. Everything. And I uh, and so I that, like all the I think Brad Stevens is a great coach, but the way he was going out of his way to praise him, I, I thought was very very that, interesting. Yeah. And I I do think to your point. They, if I, I think Ty Lue's a better coach than Mike Brown, and if it, if it came down to coaching at this stage, um, and, and and you had the you had to put the two of them together, I take I take Ty. I think if you're talking wow. where the Cavs have advantages, it's it's having LeBron James, it's having Ty Lue, and you know so if if you could put the two of those together in a crucial moment, I think that really gives the Cavaliers a leg up in that stage, and then that's kind of a long way of answering your question, but I do think the coaching will if in a close game will have a chance to kind of rear its ugly head. Who knows more? Who who knows the other one better? So deep in the fourth quarter, who has the advantage? Does LeBron know more about uh, Mike Brown's coaching style, or will Mike Brown know what LeBron's going to do? I'm asking. I'm asking you this in a very clunky manner. Like, will LeBron know as Mike Brown's on the other side, like drawing up the play? Will he go, dude? I got this. I know exactly what Mike Brown does. Like, is it? Will he be in the playbook? I would take my chances with LeBron over, over with the way he mentally chronicles plays and knows exactly where things happen and how it happens. Um, I would I would take my chances with LeBron ten times out of ten. There, I think anything Mike Brown tries to do and says, "Oh, we know what LeBron's going to do." I mean, you you might be able to know what he's going to do, but you're not going to be able to stop it. I mean, I mean, every it coach in the league watches film on this guy, and they and they and they and they. And they, and they have their executives bring in stoppers and all this crap, and then they still can't figure out a way. So I would take my chances with LeBron there all the time. Yeah, you bring up LeBron and his his photographic memory and his ability to recall plays. It is. It's an amazing thing. I I think one of the greatest basketball minds that's ever been on the face of the planet. Um, But I think a lot of people in the NBA remember a lot of stuff, and that includes, number one, Kevin Durant. And I think he remembers in his mind that LeBron has his number. And number two, Steph Curry. And I think in his mind, he knows that Kyrie Irving has had his number in the past. So if you're sitting here as the uh, as as the Cavaliers defending world champions, um, and you're sitting there as the Golden State Warriors, arguably the best constructed team of all time, people say, who do you feel like has more pressure on them to walk away the champion? Well, with the way Joe Lacob has been saying that this year's team is going to make up for what last year's team should have done, I think the Warriors do. Um, there, you know, you don't have anyone. Cavs are the underdogs. There, you know, I mean, I, I think I, I, if I last I saw, they had a six percent chance of winning the finals, which wow. is insane. Um, they're they're the one, you know, they have Draymond Green talking about how the Cavs have been boring. They have the owner saying that this year's Warriors team will make up or finish business that last year's team couldn't. I, I, I undoubtedly think the Warriors have more of a, more pressure to to, uh, to to win this. That said, they don't have LeBron, and with LeBron comes expectations. And as we were just as we were talking, you know, he, he's lost four NBA Finals. And if he loses a fifth, even though everybody says that when, when last year in Cleveland, if he wins one for Cleveland, it'll count as three or however many wanted to do it. How quickly you know, we it's, forget. It's, 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 what have you, yeah, it's what have you done for me lately. And I do think there will be an element of that as well. But team-wise, I think, I think the pressure is all on Golden State. But obviously, individually, uh, people are going to want to see what LeBron James can do.
That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Thank you so much for joining us, buddy. We'll talk to you again Monday. Oh, no, we won't talk to you Monday at 8 as it is Memorial Day. Have a great holiday weekend, Scott. You too, guys. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, more Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Station Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, as we will be out in observation of the holiday on Monday. I just want to take a real quick moment. Thank any man and woman in the listening area who had served or is currently serving in the military. We take that seriously here on the program. And uh, I just want to take a moment there and uh, express our gratitude for that as we will not be in the studio on Monday to do it properly. Um, Monday, This this one kind of bothers you. Yeah. This this holiday bothers you. And not because people observe it, but... And we got to be careful here because this is kind of actually kind of big in our business. But you feel like um, this gets exploited a little. Yeah. Don't, don't give me brands or anything. <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, number one, it's definitely one of the guilt holidays. It's one of those ones where you're like, no, you have to feel this way about something. And like, okay. you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I 100% I feel pretty good about this donut right now. <laughs> I 100% buy into a day of observation of military members who have lost their life, dude. That's an incredible sacrifice that those people make. Uh, something that I couldn't even comprehend. And a big part of it should be about the remaining members of their family. Their loved ones, their friends, things like that, you know, where not hot dogs, right? Exactly, not oh, n- not, not 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 your neighbor's barbecue, not hot dogs, not your pool, not a a a, a, a sale. And I, like I said, this is definitely something that people do, you know, center sales around and things around. And I understand at Christmas time why you're going to do the Christmas sale, and I understand at Thanksgiving why turkeys are on sale, and I understand Fourth of July why hot dogs are on sale. But for some reason or another, Memorial Day, when you put a mattress sale in. Uh, uh, you know, into effect there, it just feels insulting to me. And that dude, I'm, I'm not, I, I have no, you know, I have no military members in my, you know, close family, in my immediate family. I'm not like, uh, you know, an over the top, you know, USA, USA, you know, I don't have the, I don't have the yellow flag on the back of my, on my car saying support the troops, but it just feels like a slap in the face that, you know, you've got people who are sitting here remembering their loved ones lost, remembering people that, 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 that have sacrificed their life for this country. And the best way to, 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 to pay tribute to those people is to sell some mattresses. Okay. I mean, I, I can't knock your feeling for it. I um, and that's where I'm where I'm going to leave it. Okay. I, uh, I, you know what I mean. Right. That, that, that's a high wire act. What we're doing okay. right there, so, surrounding the industry that we're in. Right. You know what so, I mean. So soldiers, advertisers. <laughs> Let's just throw it all together. Holiday sales and the like. <laughs> yeah. I, so you know what I mean. I but I, I wanted you to be able to have that platform to say that because I don't think you're necessarily wrong on that. And um, I I think a, a further reflection into observing things for the. For the pure reason, probably not the worst idea overall. Okay. Disney doubling down and uh, apparently putting $500 million into uh, expanding their, their park again, and this time all around uh, Avatar. Because I guess there's another Avatar movie coming. Yeah. And somebody for the life of me has to explain. Dude, Avatar was four. Uh, dude, that movie was four hours long. It was already two movies. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, what the? Like, what, dude, somebody show James Cameron to the editing bay. And that movie really wasn't that, was that a good. Steaming turd. I, 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 visually, obviously, very impressive. And it was cool to watch. But, like, 
that story could have been over in an hour and a half. I don't understand why they felt like, no, dude, we need to make this. Well, it's every movie nowadays. We have to make this epic extravaganza. He of, was like the like, first one of those, though. Definitely, definitely. Him and Brian De Palma were like, no, my movies need to be long. Ushered in that era of like everything has to be two right. and a half hours long. Um, you know, I understand Disney right now. They're 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 in the brand expansion business. You know, obviously the you know picking the Star up Wars, picking up Star yeah. Wars, picking up Marvel, the Disney princesses are a huge thing, but it doesn't make sense to me of why are you putting your eggs into the Avatar basket? It just, uh, yeah, like when they built the Star Wars land, it's like, all right, this has been an obsession for people for 40 years. And will continue to be so. Probably a safe bet. Marvel, same way, where like Marvel comics have been a a huge thing. Disney princesses have been around forever and will continue to be so. I don't know of anybody who's like, dude, yeah, Avatar, that's what I'm all about. Avatar wasn't even the best Avatar movie. It wasn't even as good as Fern Gully. So like, I don't understand. Jesus Lord, dude, there goes the man points right out the window. Stansberry talking about Fern Gully. <laughs> same goddamn movie, same premise, same idea, same everything, straight lifted from it. So what are we talking about? How are you going to put $500 million into an Avatar land? You know what? Here, here's a good rule of thumb, Hollywood. If you're going to make movies, you're going to put hot chicks in them, don't paint them blue. I'm not going to want to bang them anymore. Like That's just like that's the rule of thumb there. Although, what's her name in the first X-Men movie was crazy, huh? Yeah, Mystique, uh, Rebecca uh, Romaine Stamos. What about Smurfette? No, you're not in the Smurf game there? Well, I- I try to stay away from the cartoon <laughs> bit. I don't really get into anime porn. That's really not my thing. Oh, God. My browser history is going to be a mess this afternoon. <laughs> Just going to be a mess. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Oh, six, nine. There it is. There it is right there. Just passed Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. The number one all-time most points in the playoffs. 5,989 points now for LeBron in his playoff career. That's amazing. That is amazing. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, where at 9.30 you win Guns N' Roses tickets. That show October 26th at the Q. Tickets don't not even go on sale until the 3rd of June, 10 a.m. These are beat-the-box-office tickets we'll give you. 9.30. I, during the commercial break, heard Fantone's fingers... <laughs> Moving on a keyboard at a rate. So either either his male contraceptive gel lube <laughs> slash thing has been you know invented by somebody else and he's like typing about copyright infringement or somebody is questioning the greatness that is LeBron James. I'm just guessing, right? Somebody was questioning the greatness that is LBJ. Uh, Jordan Honks, if you want some, I will fight you right now, bro. I don't care who it is. Come at I me. don't care what you're saying. Come at me, bro. At Come Fan- at me. Actually, that's a good point. At Fantone on Twitter is how you can add him. So, uh, so what? What? Like what? Like because, dude, honestly, I thought the keys were gonna come off that board. All right. So CBS Sports last night put out one of those Facebook videos. I mean, you see them all over the place now. Um, but essentially, what it is is you know, hey, people calling LeBron the goat over Jordan, the greatest of all time over Jordan. Here's some counterpoints. And one of the guys I know, um, he he posted it up and was like. 
like, dude, yeah, you got to respect all of this, don't you? And no, I don't have to respect okay, well, all of that. Okay, what was it? What? Um, Because maybe I do respect it. Well, right out of the gate, the first thing that they say, you know, LeBron James passing Michael Jordan for the most points in playoff history, uh, the first thing they bring up is that Jordan Jordan played less games. Yeah, okay, well, uh, yeah, but it took less shots for LeBron. Right, so, like, if you're not going to acknowledge that, I understand that less games is a part of the equation, but if you're not going to acknowledge that it was done on less shots... You're you're deceiving yourself there. You know you, and especially from CBS Sports. It's not like this is just a guy just making this point. It's CBS Sports saying that, and like that's fine or whatever. Um, they talk about you know points per game, and and obviously you know when you play less games but you score the equal amount of points, you're going to have more points per game. Sure. Jordan coming in, or I'm sorry, LeBron coming in at a younger age, which I think lends itself to LeBron's argument. You know what I mean? The fact that LeBron didn't play college basketball, I feel like that 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 kind of gives him more credibility in the argument. Is that you came in from playing high school guys to playing NBA players? Like I think that's. I mean, they're talking now with the NBA draft right around the corner that like a lot of these guys, Markel Falks, and a lot of these guys, like they're not going to be right out of the box guys. Right. Like, and so like LeBron. Not going to college and not having what two year two extra years of body development. I mean, you don't really get into NBA body shape until what twenty four, right? I mean, you know, at what point do you really become like your your fully mature adult body? I mean, most guys hit their peak probably twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years old as athletes. You know what I'm saying? Hitting it now, getting in my stride. <laughs> Forty one, Stansberry. it now, Stansberry's still Prime working on it. Physical condition. And, uh, another point that gets brought up here, and it, it, it's asinine to me, is that, well, and you have to remember that Jordan left the game for two years. How is that lending itself to Jordan being a better player? The guy left the NBA in the middle of his prime. People want to bitch at LeBron about taking games off. People want to do Jordan took seasons off in the middle of his prime. How is that not a huge black mark against him? With the sport. Now, people would be like, well, it was, the, it was the gambling thing, or well, it was this. It doesn't well, matter. I mean, his dad, the does, gambling. does not matter what the circumstances are. He left the sport for two years. How, how is that not a huge black mark against him? You know, I never really thought about it like that. It, 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 it seems so obvious to me that, like, if LeBron took two years off in the middle of his playing career, dude, he's extending his career another, th- th- you know. He takes a half off. People freak out. Right. People people lose lose Myself included. And, 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 I was one of those all season. And, and you want to bring up, like, oh, well, you know, Jordan, he, 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 he won three consecutive championships, took two years off, came back and won three. It's won three again. That but, is true. But that's not all that he did. He won those three, and then he played in the NBA for another five years just in turmoil, not able to get anything done. I don't care if you went and played for the Washington Wizards. I don't care, dude. You were still an NBA player, and all of your NBA resume counts against you, dude. It's not like, oh, well, hey, when I was we at my do, best. We I, do kind of cut Jordan off at the Bulls. Right, we do. Right. And I'm not sure that's fair. It's not, dude. You still continued to play. So, like, all right. So, 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 so if LeBron, you know, next year, or even whether it's with the Cavaliers or with another team, if LeBron were to leave and go play for a team and they didn't make the playoffs, you don't think that counts against LeBron? You're crazy. Yeah, it would. We would hold it against him. I think we're also... Right now, I think we're more critical than we've ever been because we have the ability to be more critical than we've ever been. And so I think he's being judged harsher 
than Jordan was. Scott brought up a really good point um, in that 8 o'clock interview. Probably, is, yeah. is, 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 <laughs> I mean, and I think you talked about it earlier, too, is living in the Twitter world, it is different. Now, we can talk about differences in the game all day, like we certainly can, but Jordan would have lost his mind with the world coming at him like this. With the he hated that meme, hated it. With the 24-7 news sports cycle hitting him all the time, with Skip Bayless, if you can, I mean, and I know Skip Bayless is a Jordan honk, but if you gave but him... But he wouldn't be in the moment, right, because that's what Skip does. Right, so if you gave him all that hate and all that, dude, I mean... Uh, yeah, he might not. And LeBron has continued to rise above it all. LeBron has continued to supersede those expectations. LeBron has continued to 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 just, I mean, take the association on his back and carry it. I, I don't understand what else the guy can do. Does LeBron end his career with six finals championships, in your opinion? All right, he's got three right now. Yeah. Um, they say he's get he, he has five years in the tank left as a like the guy. Um, I, I, I will say number one, I think LeBron is longer. Getting, I, I, yeah, because I think LeBron is getting Ball better. I, I, I think he's, if, if you want to talk about him being the number one best player on the planet, indisputable, he's got three, four, five years left of that, but he will continue to be a top 10 player for the next eight years. I wish I could remember the, the guy's name. He writes for sports illustrated. He was talking about LeBron yesterday on TV and he said that he also, what makes LeBron different than Jordan and what LeBron may be willing to do is deepen his career, be the third player on the team. Which is going to happen. Kyrie Irving is going to surpass him as the best Cavalier on the team. It's not going to happen tomorrow, or it's not going to happen a week from now and in the finals. Age. It's not It's not going to happen next year, but there is going to be a time. Kyrie Irving is only 25 years old, so I feel like it's inevitable that he is going to become the best Cavalier. It's just going to happen. He's the best rim finisher in the league, But that guy makes the exact right point. LeBron's smart enough, savvy enough to know... I don't have to be the top dog. I can play second fiddle, and I can still win championships. America doesn't love that. America likes bravado. America likes I'm the man. Depend on me. All weight on my shoulders. We like brass. We do. We like we like in your face. We like dominance. So that I, I wonder in the end, does that hurt his argument for the goat that he's willing to be the third versus Michael would have never done that. Michael's an assassin. Like, does it hurt or help him, I wonder? Michael would have never done that. Michael's an assassin. So he was the assassin on the Washington Wizards, and that doesn't count against him? Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. That's, dude, what a bunk argument that is. He was an assassin. He never would have blah, blah, blah. He won through six, and then he won through. And then, and dude, and then he, he pissed around in the NBA for five years. You feel good? I don't feel good at all, dude. Right? I want to fight somebody. No, I don't. Not all right at all. Somebody. They don't play until the first, man. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have to cool it down. All right. All I ever hear about is how there's a mass exodus out of Stark County. Everybody's leaving Stark County. Mass exodus. But is there really? We'll call through the numbers together next on the Stansbury Show. Please relax. This will rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Park 106.9. Still to come, GNR tickets, 9.30 this morning. That show, October 26th at the Q. Tickets do not even go on sale until the 3rd of June, 10 a.m. These are Beat the Box Office. Tickets available on this morning's program, 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need around 9.30 for those. Win them before you can buy them. Touchdowns, I believe. Touchdowns! Touchdowns! I believe the touchdowns is what happens. Uh, we're big fans of Buzzbin here at the Sandsbury Show. 
as uh, Fantone just moved out of downtown. I still live there. Pretty close to us. Decent bar right there. And uh, apparently he's bringing in, Micahs, that uh, that Simpsons-themed Oakley-Dokley thing. And Fantone has information on how that show just got better. Yeah. Um, people are like, Simpsons-themed. Uh, all these guys are dressed up like Ned Flanders and O'Kill, Lee Dokill, Lee. Um, but it, it just did get better. Uh, not only will Oakley-Dokley be there, also... The uh, the Beatles Metallica hybrid Beatallica will be opening up the back. So uh, Tuesday, June six, eight p.m. I'm telling you, Budsman is the place you want to be. I kind of have to go to that. Yeah, I feel like we kind of do, man. It's going to be one hell of a barn burner. Yeah, plus we can stand behind everybody and pull on their suspenders. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> That'll be a ton of fun. Knocking PBRs out of dudes' hands. Finally, guys who can't fight are drinking PBR. It's awesome. You can harass them. It's well, nice. We, we talked about it not that long ago. PBR is the beer most likely to get you swiped right on on Tinder. So That's right. Maybe you should that be drinking right. some PBRs on there. 12-pack on my way home. <laughs> That's what's happening. Picking it up. All right. So we know that headlines are written to make us click things. Yeah. It's called clickbait. Yeah. And I don't want to call out the Canton rep for this because I actually really like them. I read their newspaper actually Sunday mornings. I actually walk across the street, grab the newspaper, and read it. I find it to be a very decent newspaper. For a a market of this size, the fact that the Canton repository, number one, still, still exists around? Is, yeah. is, is, is really something to be marveled. Um, but it really is a quality paper. And I, clickbait's not their fault. No. They're just playing the game. Right. They're just swimming in the same ocean as everybody else. But I read this yesterday. And it says, more population declines for Canton and Stark County. And that's, of course, to make you go, oh, my God, my city's falling apart. Click. Right? We know that. I'm not knocking them. I'm just telling you kind of what's happening here. So I opened this up because I was like, all right, kind of a voice of the community. I should probably be aware of what's happening with the population of it. Let's figure this out. Right? And so according to the July 1st, 2016 census, Stark County fell to 373,612 residents. Okay? Now, that is just a 0.5% from the last comprehensive census headcount seven or six years prior, April 1st, 2010. So you see what I'm saying here? It's a, it's a decline, yes, but it's not the decline of like, oh my God, people are rushing out of here. Even County Commissioner Janet Weir Creighton says, look, you never want to realize a population loss. She says, we're just kind of stagnant right now. It's harder to grow population when you have climate changes like we have in Ohio. She's like, but we did not take a large hit in the population. They're still spending money in Stark County. They're still buying property in Stark County. And there are still housing developments popping up all over the place. And she's right about this. I think you will see once the hall, and this is just, this is me speculating. But I believe that once the Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village is finished. You will start to see more people moving into the area. These numbers will go back up. I'm suspicious of that. Yeah, I mean, population decline isn't exclusively a Canton or no. Stark County. or or I mean, it's all over Ohio right now, and it will continue to be so for the foreseeable future. And you're right, the, the Johnson Controls uh, Hall of Fame Village is hopefully 
uh, what will be the tipping point there. And y- y- you have to think that, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, 0.5%, not a huge number. Um, I'm glad that they're kind of you know hedging it off there, but it, when it's been a consistent over the past, how many censuses have has that population been going down? Sure. Not only has it been going down, how much older are we getting as, as a community, as a county? And I'm not trying to knock old people. I'm just saying that you're a retiree. You're not, you don't have a job. Working, you're not paying, paying more taxes. Paying in, into the taxes right. like that. So it is going to be a challenge of Canton and cities like Canton for the next, I would say, 15, 20, 25 years of how do we get young working adults into our communities? Man, I had no idea. So I have, I have some local cities around the area. Their population in 2010 versus 2016. Okay. I had no idea Alliance was this big. 2010, 22,322. Now in 2016, it actually goes down to 21,900. You know, so about 422. That might be head count. That might be people right. not being right, home. Right, 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 right. We, th- that doesn't seem like crazy to me. Canton itself, 73,007 people in uh, t- uh, 2010, 71,323 in 2016. So over that six-year period, actually went up a little bit. Okay, uh, which I would be part of that. I would be, you know, I would be part of that. East Canton, 1,591 in 2010. This is population to uh, about 1,589. Um, again, that's minus two people. This could be people not home, not reporting, that kind of thing. Jackson, 40,373 in uh, 2010 and 40,588 in 2016. You see what I'm saying here? So, like, as they're talking declines, I'm giving you some of the better cities around the area that are actually going up. I didn't realize there was 40,000 people right there. I mean, that, that, that almost seems a little off to me, but... I- I thought that was high. Yeah, I, I, but what do I know? I mean, I'm not the candidate. Yeah, I, I don't do the census. That's that, that, that's not on me. That's uh, that's not one of those things I do there. You know, it, it, people want to complain about potholes, and people want to complain about schools, and people want to complain about all the things, and police, and all those different things. And it's like, well, where does the funding from that come from? It comes from citizens. It comes from people that are in right. the community paying taxes. Um, so hopefully, like you said, the Johnson Controls uh, Hall of Fame Village will be that catalyst. And it has to be, dude. I mean, it, it, when you really think about it. Well, they're going to need people working it. Right. Gonna, I mean, there's, they're going to be putting jobs in the area. So, yeah, people are going to need to move in here to take some jobs. To take some jobs. There's going to be more, more you know, people coming into the community to, you know, visit the Hall of Fame and visit all these different attractions. And even if you're not working at the Hall of Fame, you're working at the restaurant serving that person you're working at the hotel that is you know we're the same and it would this would seem kind of crazy because they're very close but does the hard rock maybe think about putting another gaming property once the village is done i don't see why. somewhere closer here i don't see why somebody now, doesn't northfield park not far no right so, no, no, no. so i don't know how their numbers work i don't know about like how far they want to be from one another to make sure they're not you know cutting off their nose to spite their face but you got to wonder that with 600 million dollars going into star county right now it's like uh, dude if i'm in the gaming business i might want to put something near that that attraction somebody's going to want a piece of that action at the I end of the day so. at the end of the day I don't somebody know, wants i it. mean it just seems like that you know i, I could be way out of my depth there but and again, with Norfield Park being so close, I mean, it is. It's right around the corner, though. So, like, I, I, I don't know if it'd be worth it for I, I just thought about it just now. It's like, that might be an interesting idea. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it a million before it's all said and done here. Dude, if you're a young person in Canton, in Maslin, in Alliance, in any of these surrounding areas, and you're like, dude, I don't know where I'm going to work. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Go fill out an application at the Hall of Fame right now. Go, That's go, actually really good go, advice. Go, go to the website, fill out an application. And yeah, maybe you're a ticket taker today. Maybe you're sweeping floors today, but tomorrow 
tomorrow there's going to be opportunity in that building. Absolutely. And that, that's what you got to look at when you're looking for a job. It's not the job today. Where's that line of work? Where's that operation going to be 5, 10, 15 years down the road? You want to go fill out some applications? I was going to say, <laughs> Come on. I should have thought about that a little harder before I got into this this old relic of a this old relic of a you know of a career. We'll be right back with more Sansbury show and Guns N' Roses tickets right around the corner. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury show. Rock 1069. We have those Guns N' Roses tickets. You'll have them here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need. That show October 26th. No. No. October 26th. Yep. That might be right. That's it. That might be right. You got it. Tickets do not go on sale until June 3rd. Man, can anybody tell I'm looking at the door? <laughs> Friday at 925, dude. Whatever. Friday and holiday weekend. Your Whatever. boy's kind of like looking at that door like, man, does that thing look good? Got a friend in town for the weekend. She was like, she just hit me up. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Heather. Listening live from my living room. I uh, and, and It's her birthday. And she was like, you know what you should do on the way home? And I was like, well, it's your birthday. So whatever the hell you want, I'm going right. to do. She's like, go to Swenson's and bring us lunch. And I was like... Done. <laughs> Done. You know, she lives in Montreal. She can't right. have that every day like we can. Right. So as soon as she get, comes into town, she's like, that's one of the things she has to have. I uh, I have not had Swenson's since uh, the Cavaliers last won the championship, and I will not have Swenson's. Until they do it again, celebration dude. food, dude. Yeah, it is. It's a, uh, it's a, it's 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 a, it's a celebration meal for me. Uh, I get the LeBron, and I don't know if this is what LeBron really orders, but the dude at Swenson's told me this is what LeBron orders. So okay. I'm like, okay, well, hold on, I got right down. Galley boy, uh-huh. uh huh, fries and a California. Kind well, of- I found something I could beat LeBron at. Because, <laughs> bro, that order ain't getting it done. Your boy's gonna need another bag. I- <laughs> LeBron, yeah, dude, let me tell you. Dude, I can finally call you a bitch and mean it. <laughs> you put all the numbers you want up in the garden, buddy. I'm putting up big, huge numbers on the Swenson's board. Huge. Yeah, he can't take me. I'm going to no. beat, dude, I'm going to beat J.R. Smith at golf, <laughs> and I'm going to beat LeBron at the galley boy. That's happening. Going down. Go. All right, something's been happening in the world for the few weeks. It's one of these new fads, and I, and I, we haven't talked about it yet. All right. Um, and I wanted to lose my mind about this, but then I realized, no, the world's just passing you by, and that, of course, there are going to be trends for younger people that are going to make you go, what the hell is that? But ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be a huge part of my day, okay? But done this yet, and I do think it's silly, and it's these male rompers and if you don't know what a romper is, well, good for you <laughs> for being a grown-up. Good for you. But it's like a – am I right in calling it a onesie, essentially? Yeah. But 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 they cut off the pant- – yeah, it's like a onesie that comes down to your knees. With shorts, yeah. I mean, it's a onesie with shorts there for you. And so, of course – you know, male dudes are like, that's gay or that's this and all this stuff and making people feel really bad about it, right? And, uh, you know, questioning, you know, whether or not this is getting a little too close to cross-dressing. And I will admit that it's getting a little too close to cross, you know, cross-dressing for my personal taste, okay? So I'm the a biggest black- fan of Motley Crue in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you can't wear that. You're going to look a little fruity. Yeah, but here's the thing. They wore it. I didn't wear it. You know what I mean? I wasn't out there getting my Steel Panther on, going to Motley Crue shows. Like, 
you know, but, you know, my wardrobe consists of jeans and black concert t-shirts. So, like, I'm not the, you know, don't ask me about Vogue. I don't, that's not my thing. But I will admit that the male romper thing, like, I don't, I don't get into it. So then I saw this yesterday about it. And this was a great point. And they posted a photo from a James Bond movie. And they're like, are we just going to skip over where, you know, James Bond, Sean Connery, slaying chicks, wearing rompers? And I thought about that. I was like, well, that's a great point. Obviously, all things go, you know, all things, especially fashion, cyclical. But then I thought about it. James Bond also had an Aston Martin and a watch that spit rockets yeah. out. I don't have either one of those things. Right. So why the hell am I wearing the, why the hell am I wearing the romper? I, I don't get this. Would you, ha- do you, uh, you probably have a romper. Well, listen, I am not going to purchase a romper or wear a romper until they make one with like fake mud on it and it makes me look like I'm a, I'm a rugged man that, <laughs> that, that worked really hard and they charge $500 on it. So your boy's out for now, but if it's going to piss Mike Rowe off, I will certainly get myself a, a, a dirt romper. Did you see he was back in the news oh, yesterday? Of course he was. Of course Mike he Rowe was. back in the news yesterday making noise about how there is about like nine, mag- nine to ten magazines every year list the best colleges you you should go to okay. he's like they never include trade schools although trade <laughs> trade jobs account for 54 percent of the workforce in america which is true that is true and then and he says that the pressure we put on kids to go to these universities is why we're is why we're stuck with a generation full of people who can't fill these jobs or won't fill these jobs hey dude is is college for everybody no but is mike Rye, mike rowe giant snowflake crybaby yes dude i don't care what he says i don't care what dude the guy is a snowflake he is one of the most delicate people getting upset about things that have nothing to do with him i've ever seen on the face of the planet See, i i, I snowflake no i don't think so i I, I believe he's spitting out some snowflake mentality that does not come off a snowflake mentality to his audience. And I've been saying this for months, even longer, years now. Mike Rowe wants to be president of the United States. And look at what he's been talking about over the last few weeks, right? He got you all worked up about those jeans. Now he's got you all worked up about college. Why? Because that affects your kids. And why do you care about that? Because that's what takes you to the poll. And that's what takes you to the to election day. I'm telling you, this guy wants to be president. The emphasis on a college education is a double-sided sword in America. There's no question about that. Because do I support people being more educated? Yes. I feel like that's going to help you out in your life. Uh, do I understand the frustration of spending $60,000 on an education and not getting anything out of it, I 100% do. I get it. I do. But Mike Rowe, if you feel like that, you know, oh, no trade schools get represented in this list, make your own goddamn list, Mike Rowe. Isn't that what you always say about it? Oh, well, just make your own. Oh, stop complaining about things and make yours better. Blah, 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 blah. Ultimate effing snowflake Mike Rowe is. Rob tweets in and says if, if people want to become a machinist, they should do it. They are like gold in this area. We cannot hire them fast enough. Dude, tons of jobs like that. Machinist steel work Workers, dude, there's a million different jobs. Is it dude, too late for me to get in that? Oh, no, I'm I'm only half kidding. Because I, I mean, dude, I, if you're paying attention to what's happening in media companies around the world, like I am going, like here's what I know for sure: this will radio will not be the last job I have, and that breaks mm. my freaking heart. It breaks my heart because of how much time, energy, effort, and everything else I've put into this damn thing. But I know. I'm looking around the world. I know. Dude, I'm not long for this world in this industry. I know that. I'm not an idiot. So, like, I'm gonna have to do something else. And, God, I hate it. (laughs) I do. I hate it. I love doing this, man. Don't make me do other stuff. Wait, what am I talking about? I have this job and still have to do other stuff. (laughs) We have Guns N' Roses tickets. Let's pass those out right now so I don't commit suicide live on the radio. (laughs) October 26th. 
the Guns N' Roses head to the queue, and so do you. We'll take caller 30, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Close up the program, calling over what Draymond Green had to say about the NBA Finals next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda. Brown ducking, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Old Catfish Cooley coming into you live, baby. Kick the dust up. You're f***ing your girlfriend in a public restaurant acting like a prostitute. Don't you wish you could meet a whore like that? There he goes. Pitch swung on. Hammered. Deep right. Oh, forget about it. Way gone into the lower deck, onto the concourse. Carlos Santana with a tape measure job down the right field line. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f-ing, f-ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f-ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. Love with the rebound on the miss and score. I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose. I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of shit. Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around. He's at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Facebook thugging is a crime. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is the I'm 46 years old. You know, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black Playoffs, 5,989 points now for LeBron in his playoff career. Yep, LeBron passed Michael. Will not pass me at Swinson's. (laughs) Hashtag GOAT. (laughs) He won't do it. He won't do it. According to Fantone, LeBron gets a galley boy fries and a California bro. That's weak. That's weak. Dude, don't make me run all the way. Dude, I'll run full court, block you out the rim. <laughs> Stansberry just comes up, dude, knocks the food out of the, uh, the, the waiter's hands. Awesome. As they're bringing it to LeBron's window, bam! All over the Kia. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting his 900 full of galley sauce. Okay, driving that Kia. I'm sure, LeBron. Uh, Indians fans, this is important. This is kind of cool for you. Uh, Indians ace, Corey Kluber, going to be pitching down in Akron tonight for the Rubber Ducks uh, uh, You know, after coming back a little bit of an injury. So did you be able to see Corey Kluber for a decent ticket price? Yeah, dude, Klubot, he's uh, he's going to be there. And, dude, uh, listen, Indians tickets aren't that expensive, but, dude, Rubber Duck tickets are, number one, really affordable. That stadium is awesome. Uh, you're close to the action and that kind yeah, of stuff. you're right on top of it, yeah, man. Yeah, I like that about that. You know what, maybe we'll go up there tonight for that. Doesn't seem like a bad idea. A decent way to get the night started. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, as we all wait for the NBA Finals, nobody's waiting for it more than the players. They want their, I'm sure, the, the, A, somebody wants the championship, and then I bet all of them are like, win, lose, or draw, I want to go on vacation for a minute. This is a long-ass season. I kind of want to just spend some time with my wife and my kids and the like. But they caught up with Draymond Green. Yeah, as the wife and the kids, that's the ones they want to spend time with. Stance Barry. All right, Phantom, do I have to explain the NBA to you? Let me explain the NBA to you. Dude, in-season is stops. Like, that's what that happens. And then when when they're not traveling every two days, you know, city to city to city, that's when their wife gets the attention. God, man, this kid doesn't know anything. <laughs> that's that's where I was mistaken. Yeah, I think it was. See, I thought it was year-round slanging your D out there. <laughs> like you have the cure for AIDS, but yeah, you know. Maybe Is that right? Yeah, J.R. Smith just, you know, you know, just passing out pipe wherever, wherever it will be taken. So they caught up with Draymond Green, and he had some interesting things to say about the, uh, the upcoming matchup. If Cleveland comes out of the East, I want to destroy Cleveland. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. But I also know that there are steps to get to that point. And if and when we get to that point, I want to annihilate them. I see. I have no problem with that. I have long said I hate Draymond because he plays for the Warriors. Yeah. But if Draymond Green were a Cavalier, he would be my favorite Cavalier. And I think that's probably true of a lot of people. But that's exactly how Draymond Green is supposed to feel about the Cleveland Cavaliers. You fell short last year. You had the Cavs on the ropes. 3-1. No team had ever come back from it. It was historic what happened there. If that doesn't make you feel like you want to annihilate that team, then I'm not sure. Then if if that's not in you, you probably don't have the competitive drive to be in the NBA Finals, right? Isn't that a little bit of what's going to like build that fire, stoke it? Yeah, I mean, obviously you kind of. I don't to know pump why people your, are mad about this. You got to pump yourself up into moments, but I would like to think, and maybe I'm giving the are the uh, the Golden State Warriors a little bit too much credit here, that maybe you would have learned your lesson about trying to say like we want to destroy the Cavs, LeBron's a little bitch, man's game, yeah, things like but I that. Think those, yeah, but I think those things are different. Maybe maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like there's a very big difference in we're going to destroy the Cavaliers. LeBron needs to understand that this is a man's game. Those things, I think those are very different than, personally, yeah, I want to annihilate the team that beat us last year. I I don't have any problem with him saying that. I I feel like that's exactly how these guys are. Haven't we been bitching all year, all season, even last season? AAU basketball makes all these dudes soft. They all just want to be friends. They all want to team up together. Everybody's creating super. That's been the knock for two years, and now one of these guys tells you he really wants to compete and beat the hell out of somebody, and now we're mad at that? I mean, I, dude, if this doesn't prove we just bitch to bitch in this country, I don't know what will. Now, they asked LeBron James about the Warriors, and we have that for you. They've been the best team in our league for the last three years, and then they added an MVP. That's all I can get you right now because I'm happy, and I don't <laughs> want to be stressed. They cause a lot of stress, and I'll get to that point when we start to prepare for them. And I don't have any problem with that either. We want our athletes to be honest, and then when they are, we knock them. And LeBron admits that that is an all-time great historic team that's been put together to try to take him down. I don't ever remember that happening against Michael, just for the record. But that whole thing in Golden State is solely to stop LeBron James from winning six championships. That's why that whole thing was put together, to be a LeBron stopper. That, to me, is a huge pat on the back for LeBron. I've got no problem with him saying, you know what? I just won the Eastern Conference Finals. We're obviously going to gear up for the Golden State Warriors, but I'm not doing it in the postgame press conference. 
they're going to stress me out, but they're not stressing me out tonight. Yeah, obviously, you know. Yeah, no problem with that. You want, to, you want to appreciate the moments that you're in and making it to the NBA Finals, how difficult yeah. that thing is, yeah. and, and, and celebrate you know the accomplishments I of your team. I, I, I completely understand that. Um, I was worried about it last year when they popped bottles after winning the Eastern Conference. There was a little bit of me that was like, dude, you guys should just wait to pop bottles because you have your real opportunity coming up here. Um, but, you know, if, if I remove myself from, like, the fan aspect of how much I love the Cavaliers and just put it into a basketball fan's perspective, dude, you can ask for no better storyline right here. It's the rubber match, dude. Both both teams have won on the other team's home court. It it, it, it just seemed like this was destined to happen. And, dude, I, you know, I'm not going to say if the Cavaliers get swept, I'm going to be okay with it. But I, 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 I... Any chance of that? No, they're going to win games for sure. Okay. I, 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 as a basketball fan, have to understand, respect, and appreciate what's going on in in about a week. I have to be excited about it no matter what happens. This is going to be one of those series people talk about forever, and you're going to be able to watch it go down live. That's amazing. Before we head out of here for the weekend, we will be off Monday in a uh, in observation of the holiday, and before we do, uh, we would, like on behalf of the entire program, we just want to say, honestly, if you have served or are currently serving or family members thereof, honestly, um, without being overly dramatic, just thanks, man. You know, you're willing to do something that a lot of us weren't, and uh, it's what makes this country great. Was it, it was built off the backs of you and your effort. So on behalf of the program, on behalf of Rock 106.9, just let me say thank you, and we'll end the show right there. We'll be back at it live Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a safe holiday weekend. Do not drink and drive. Do not drink and drive. Uber it all weekend. We'll see you guys Tuesday morning at 6. See you.